Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Conscious Talk is brought to you in part by Essential Formulas, distributors of Dr. O'Hara's and Reg Active, now available online as well as in fine health stores. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. Good morning, everyone. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to Friday, and we hope you had an amazing 4th of July. But this week, we want to let you know that Danielle Gibbons, who channels Mother Mary, started booking privates. And you can book with her from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific time by going to BelovedPublications.com to book a private with her. Well, and now that the sunshine is upon us and the clear skies are there, you may be noticing those chemtrails. You know, I almost said contrails because that's what people say they are, but they are not. They are chemtrails. Chemicals are being spread in our sky, and uh, we're all feeling the effects of it. And, you know, I don't know if we're alone. Actually, I'm sure we're not, but we're not seeing bees this year. We're missing dragonflies this year. We're noticing that people have much greater reactions, uh, allergy-type reactions. And uh, it isn't coincidental that at the same time these chemicals are being spread. The chemical industry is spreading them in our skies because it's harder for them to be traced that way uh, as opposed to when they used to dump them in the rivers and the oceans, etc. So what do we do? Well, we, we need to have our voices heard. We need to speak up. You know, when the monarch butterflies are disappearing, when the bees are disappearing, when we have less dragonflies than we used to, when all of nature is shifting and climate change is happening, we cannot sit by and simply say this is a natural event or make excuses or go into denial. And taking action, folks, is standing up for what you believe in. Yes, get in touch with your representatives, your local, your state, your federal, and, you know, make your voices heard loudly because we are seeing so many things happen in this society, uh, whether from, you know, guns to abortion to you need to have your voices heard now is the time. We make calls to our representatives. It makes a difference. Absolutely. So get involved. Stand for what you want and let them know. Let your voices be heard. Because it is the consciousness under everything that allows this to happen. So we need to shift that consciousness. Speak up for what you stand for. And we'll be right back. Welcome to Conscious Talk radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk. So, you know, separation seems to be an order of the day. Everywhere you look, there's strife because of it. And we'll have a chat with Rabbi Rami Shapiro, and he's taken a hard look at his own religion and has seen a way forward out of the strife that might surprise you. His book is Judaism Without Tribalism and is a clear guide to all of us, no matter what religion you might call yours. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. And thank you, Benny, and welcome folks to another hour of Conscious Talk. It's radio that makes a difference, and we are making a difference again here today. 
because we bring to you the very best people that we know of. People that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others. People that are learning, growing, they're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And on this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time. That listener is you. Well, our special guest today is Rabbi Rami Shapiro, and he's also a Ph.D., He has a reputation for being perhaps the most unorthodox rabbi you've ever met. Um, Growing up, his mother thought he might be the Messiah, and his father was convinced he was uh, an airhead. Well, (laughs) this particular airhead has written dozens of books, and one that caught our attention um, is most recent book is Judaism Without Tribalism. And it's a guide to being a blessing to all the peoples of the earth. And, I, you know, I, I could go on, um, but, you know, we've got them here. So, Rabbi, welcome to Conscious Talk. Thank you very much, Rob. Brenda, hi. I'm very happy to be here. Well, happy to have you. I think we want to start off first by you describing what is Judaism and then what is tribalism. Okay. Oh, you got three, four hours to go. Yeah, right. (laughs) Judaism is the three to four thousand year old Jewish, ongoing Jewish effort to make meaning out of the experience of the Jewish people. So it's it's not one thing. It it operates on a number of different levels: religious, literary, musical, and it just has many dimensions. But it's all about meaning-making, I think. Mm. Um, Tribalism is when the meaning you make is not simply unique to yourself, but sort of exclusive to you. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. The core tribalist message, and this is really most Jews, if they think about it, would say this is the core Jewish message, But the core message is there is one supernatural deity who lives outside the natural world, who created the world that you and I know, who chose the Jews from among all the peoples of the earth to receive his one, and it's a him, his his one and only revelation, which is the Hebrew Bible, uh, and the deed to the promised land to be held by the Jews in perpetuity. That's tribalism. That's, yeah. you know, it's the God of the Jews. The revelation is the only revelation. Bhagavad Gita doesn't count. Holy Quran doesn't count. New Testament doesn't count. Uh, but, you know, whatever the sacred books of other religious traditions, they're not God's revelation because God only has one and he gave it mm. to the Jews. That's mm. tribalism. Yes. And what I'm trying to do in my book is to say, okay, if we got rid of that, how could we engage with Judaism? If you didn't have this notion of a tribal deity, and if you didn't limit yourself to just this one sacred text, um, and if you realize that, that God, I mean, the God of my understanding, doesn't dabble in politics, then <laughs> what do you do? And that's what the book has done. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, there's a universality to this because um, if you are not uh, a Jew, 
you know, you call yourself a Christian, you call yourself a Hindu, a Muslim, um, the same idea of uh, tribalism comes up. You know, it's like our God's better than your God kind of thing, um, which you yeah. you discuss in the book and, you know, in so many ways. So I guess, the you know, the big question becomes when you take away the tribalism, you know, what do you got? You know, what's there? So I think what you have, and this is not just a, this is true not just of Judaism, but of every religious tradition. When you take away the tribalism, you end up with universal truth, with a, I would say, a capital T. And the universal truth is that the universe is, and, and you, you find this in the mystical teachings of Judaism and, and the mystical teachings of other traditions, that the universe is a manifesting of a single dynamic process that, you know, you might call God in English. Uh, in, in Hebrew, it's yod heh vav or Y-H-V-H, using English letters. Uh, you might call it Godhead in Christian mysticism or Allah or Brahman in Hinduism. I mean, there's, the language is, is multiple. But there's this one process that manifests as the world that you and I know, and that you and I, all humans, maybe other species as well, but let's just stick with the one I know, all humans have an innate capacity to awaken in, with, and as this, you can call it another word in Hebrew, is chayut, so aliveness. You realize everything is a manifesting of this aliveness, including you, including every, every being on the planet. Mm -hmm. Humans can awaken to that, and when they awaken to that, they're called to what the Bible says, you know, tzedek, tzedek, you, you, justice, justice, you shall pursue. That yes. justice, and I think justice includes compassion, and you can wrap it all up in the golden rule, if you like. That's the ethical stance. It doesn't, right. without tribalism, you end up with, with universalism. When, when we talk about truth with a capital T, it's universal. If it isn't, then it's just a pink, sacred opinion or belief. Right. I'm, I'm not interested. I mean, I'm in, as a you know academic, as someone who's interested in new world religions, I'm curious about the different beliefs and the different uh, of the sacred opinions. But my experience of truth with a capital T is just what I is just what I said. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we have said, Rabbi, that religion is the politics of God, while spirituality is the experience of God. Is that close to the universality of what you are speaking of, that non-tribal message? Yeah, I would. my only quibble with it is I wouldn't say politics of God. Religion is politics. Yeah. yeah. Spirituality <laughs> is awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. When, when you have a spiritual awakening, you may enter into it through the path of Judaism, Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, Buddhism, whatever it might be. But the experience itself has no adjective. Mm. So it's not a Jewish experience or a Hindu experience, this awakening to the divine. It's just an awakening to the divine. When you try to articulate it, you might, and this is what I do, you might feel most comfortable articulating the experience through a specific religious tradition. So when I talk about my experiences, uh, with the divine, I tend to use, more, most often, I tend to use uh, language from, from Judaism. That's how I grew up. 
mm-hmm. but the language isn't the thing itself. And yeah. the thing itself is ultimately ineffable. Yeah. Yes. And I would say universal. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that one of the things that leads, and you discuss this in the book, but one of the things that leads to tribalism is that um, we think that, you know, being Jewish is, um, you know, has to do with blood, has to do with genetics. And um, the fact is, you know, Jews are in all parts of the world and, um, you know, all races. Right. I mean, when people say Jews are a race, I mean, that's simply false. There, there are just so many races, you know, technically defined races, and there are Jews among all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't even say it's an ethnicity because it's, it's multi-ethnic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jews don't speak a single language. We don't come in one color. Um, you know, it's a very diverse people, which is a better word for it, or a very diverse family. And there is a blood element, you know, if, if, if the Orthodox define who's a Jew by basically by if your mother is Jewish. So I'm Jewish because my mother is Jewish, and she's Jewish because her mother is Jewish, and it goes all the way back as far as you can trace it. Um, liberal Jews might accept the, the, um, the, bio, the biology of Jewishness through the father. So you could be Jewish if your father is Jewish and, not, and your mother isn't. So they, they debate these kinds of things. I, I think all of that is silly. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. well, matter to me yes, who, it, whether your mother was Jewish. Right. So. It's all, you know, it's so interesting because it's all about separation. It's all about putting well, one, yeah. Yeah, one class of people over here and one over there and almost pitting against each other. And this is, you know, what you're talking about is the unity, the universality, the unity that we all are. Well, we're here today with Rabbi Rami Shapiro. His new book is Judaism Without Tribalism. It's a guide to being a blessing to all the peoples of the earth. We have a lot more to come. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What does healing mean to you? Are you physically in pain, emotionally distraught, spiritually adrift, mentally confused, frightened, driven by thoughts of the past or future? After years of healing work on ourselves and others, Rob and I have developed energetic and vibrational methods to help you heal your body and transform your consciousness to support a new level of well-being and health. All these energetic bodies, when in balance, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental, contribute to your overall health and well-being. This timing calls for us to wake up and become who we really are, leaving behind the illusion that getting sick and old is normal. Let us help you reach a new level of health and well-being, a level of consciousness that is filled with new possibilities. If you're ready to move forward and heal the whole of you, give us a call at 360-385-1909. That's 360-385-1909. There's great benefit to raising consciousness in your environment. 
you feel a higher sense of well-being, sleep and meditate more deeply, boost your natural healing ability, increase focus, concentration, and creativity. You can have these results in your living and working space with Focused Life Force Energy Innovations. Experience Focused Life Force Energy for yourself in a free 15-day trial with no strings attached. To apply, go to ConsciousTalk.net and click on Conscious Partners at the top of the homepage. Rob and I are on this program and loving it. We feel more joy and happiness, a higher sense of well-being, and we're sleeping better. And we've also noticed our animals are more playful and energetic. Make your home a healing sanctuary or take the good feelings, high consciousness energy with you on your cell phone with the FLFE program. Don't forget to get your free trial today at ConsciousTalk.net in the Conscious Partners section. Click your heels together three times. Now you know you're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Conscious Talk. It's a new year and full of hope and enthusiasm for a new beginning. You're thinking about going back to the gym. Well, the problem is every year it's the same thing. Exercise gets harder because your muscles get tired faster than you remember. And then the next day, you're so sore you can hardly move. Well, that's what Power PH with BioPH was designed to deal with. The active ingredient, BioPH, helps remove the acids your muscles form while exercising, giving you a better workout. Then you'll be amazed on how PowerPH relieves soreness the next day, so you'll feel inspired to continue your exercise program into the year instead of giving up after a few attempts. PowerPH was clinically tested by competitive athletes who found both their performance and recovery greatly enhanced. If Power PH with BioPH works for them, it will work for you too. Granted unique dietary ingredient status by the FDA, BioPH is the most bioavailable alkalizing ingredient we know of. Testing showed that in just five days, Power PH reduced body acid 53% on average, while reducing inflammation and aiding in the uptake of beneficial nutrients. Discover the difference Power PH can make in your life. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Discover the power of higher pH. Your body will thank you. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, Mu Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Hey, welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Conscious Talk, and it is radio that makes a difference. And we're making a difference today with Rabbi Rami Shapiro. Um, he obviously is uh, well, well studied in Judaism and has... Um, put out a wonderful book uh, among many of his books. I want to remind you that if you want to find out more about the rabbi, you can go to oneriverfoundation.org. But his latest book is Judaism Without Tribalism, and it's a guide to being a blessing to all the peoples of the earth. And um, Rabbi, just one thing, the subtitle, um, A Guide to Being a Blessing to All the Peoples of the Earth, that is 
posited here on your book cover, but isn't that one of the major principles of Judaism? I think it's it, it's absolutely one of the major principles of Judaism. It's, it's a, I mean, it, it's a, I don't know, liberalized pat quote from uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. In uh, Genesis 12 opens with Abraham and Sarah, or Avram and Sarai, being called by God to leave their home and travel to this unknown place. And then when you get to verse 3, you realize that God tells them, you know, this is why you're going. You're going to be a blessing to, it says, all the families of the earth. And I like mm-hmm. family actually better than people, but it's mm-hmm. less it's less direct because it doesn't say all the human families. It just says all the families. So yeah. my reading is it's human families and, and every other family and all right. the other species. Yeah. And that, to me, is the point of living a Jewish life. It's not... When I was growing up in an Orthodox home, the point of being Jewish was being Jewish. And right. if you're going to be better at it, it meant you observed more commandments and you did them more uh, you know, diligently than, than you had in the past. My understanding is very different. The point of being Jewish is to be a blessing. Yeah. And you can do that through Judaism, mm-hmm. which is what the book is about. How do you do Shabbat? How do you do kosher? How do you do different things? in such a way that it's in service to this ideal of being a blessing. Otherwise, Judaism is simply a self, you know, self-reflective circle. You just, I'm, I'm, the whole point of Judaism is to be more Jewish. I mean, that is not compelling to me. But, you know, I mean, you, you see something similar in, in the, those Christianities yeah. where the whole oh, point yeah. is to be saved. You know, yeah. it's all about my salvation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but again, all about separation. Like, yeah. Well, you mentioned that earlier. I think that's really important, that religions are in uh, competition, mm-hmm. and they're in competition for numbers, for members, in, which, mm-hmm. which really means money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have different groups in competition, either uh, one religion against another, or different groups within a specific, any given religion. They fight about it. But right. to me, that's all... No, that's marketing. Yeah. Fighting over a market share and yeah. not dealing with anything that really speaks to me. It's like Coke fighting with Pepsi. Right. Yeah. And yeah. You know, they, right. they each make, you know, Coke will say, we're the real thing. And Pepsi will say, <laughs> we're the drink of this generation. You know? Yeah, right. So we're the yeah. chosen people. Yeah. yeah. We're, the, we're the, the saved people. Yeah. So to me, it's, it's all the same thing. And yeah. none of it. But it causes it it can cause prejudice. That's what happens. That's that's the problem. We have all the prejudice because of it. Yeah, prejudice being your advantage, you know, and and that's the you know that's that whole thing. I I recently saw a, a great documentary on George Carlin, and he talked about religion, and he said, you know, wasn't it interesting that. Um, you know, we we look at this idea of a deity that we have to follow all of the rules of this deity, uh, you know, on and on and on. And then he said, but isn't it interesting that God needs money? <laughs> <laughs> and and you talk about this in your book. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, um, you know, you're in trouble if your God needs money kind of a thing. Yeah. 
right? Exactly, exactly. And of course, uh-huh. God doesn't need money. God isn't a, you know, a being out there somewhere who's got a bank account. But the religions need money uh-huh. because they, you know, they've got a hierarchy to support and uh-huh. you know, things they want to do and invest in their in expanding their market share. So yeah, they always need money. But uh-huh. you know, you mentioned spirituality earlier. Spirituality is not about money at its best. Right. In, in the U.S., maybe elsewhere, but in the United States, spirituality is marketed. Just oh, yeah. Like religion. We've got yep. yogas competing against yogas and gurus mm-hmm. against gurus, and everyone's, you know, trying to get to make money on this thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the, the, the whole notion of awakening to the deity or, or to reality with a capital R or to aliveness, which is already who you are, mm-hmm. the notion that you have to pay someone to teach you a technique to do something that's already happening because you exist. You know, in, in the book of Acts, uh, St. Paul, who back then was Rabbi Saul of Tarsus, uh, Rabbi Saul defines God, and he's quoting from a Greek uh, text, not a Jewish text, but he's, he defines God as that in whom we live and move and have our being. Well, that I agree with that definition. You're yeah. already it. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there's nothing you can do to become who you are because you're already that. Are. Right? You're, you're, you're it. Yeah. So first the teachers or the religions have to teach you that you're not who you really are, have to convince you. And yeah. then they've got to sell you a way to become who you really are. Yes. The religions do the same thing. They have to sell you a disease, and, and, and they have to convince you you have a disease in yes. order to sell you the cure. Yes. And every religion has its disease, and every religion offers its own cure to that disease. And I, I, if you're convinced, then you'll buy it. Yes, yeah. and I have, I have a quick little story to share, uh, Rabbi. You'll find this amusing. I was asked to do, this is years ago, do a talk at my church where I grew up, and I was a, a Protestant Christian, and uh, I was, during my speech, and I outline what I'm going to talk about, but then it kind of just flows out what I'm speaking, and during that talk, I was known to say that you do not need a minister, a preacher, a rabbi, any of those to... to um, go to to find God that God is within and without everything and there was a huge gasp in the church (laughs) and the minister who was sitting in the front pew who I thought was asleep because his head was way down that head jerked up so fast I thought it was gonna he was gonna have a neck problem and his eyes were like big as saucers and my mother's dearest dearest friend because of that comment broke up their relationship because wow. she thought I was talking against the church and the minister, and how dare I say something like that. And it's just an example of what, when we teach people they're not, and they have to learn all these rules to be, and they have to contribute monetarily, again, this is all that separation, and it creates a lot of problems. Yeah, we, we often hear the phrase God-fearing, yeah. a- and it, it, we always thought it should be God-loving. Yes. But, hey, that's just yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you can see why uh, 
people got upset because you, you were, in effect, whether you meant to or not, you were doing exactly what your mother's friend said you were doing. Yes. You just pulled, you, you pulled the curtain back on the great and terrible wizard of Oz, yep. right? And suddenly, yep. you know, now there's, why do I have a church and why do I pay the salary of the pastor? I mean, there are right. things that clergy do that yeah. are valuable. I mean, they, they can do life cycle events. And they can do counseling, and they, you know, they, they, you may love your priest, pastor, imam, rabbi, swami, whatever it is. Um, but when they claim to have some kind of special power, mm-hmm. you know, for example, only a Catholic priest can turn, um, you know, the, the, the wafer into the body of Christ and the, and right, the wine right. into the blood of Christ. That's right. magic. Yeah. And only. Only he, because there's only you know, officially in the Catholic Church, there's only male uh, priests. Only he can do that. That's a magic power that's that's been given to him through his ordination process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't buy into the magic, then that guy's out of the job. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's so interesting because we could voluntarily want to support a minister, a rabbi, a priest or whatever who brings us together in the most loving, uplifting way as and includes it all as a unity, as a universal one that all peoples, Mother Earth, animals were all one in God. We could choose that, but that's not how it's set up in this world, which is really fascinating why we've decided to go the other direction. And we've been having this experiment for thousands of years now. So just kind of fascinating and sort of insane. We're still sitting in that same. Well, it, it is. It, it, it is. It's probably human nature, maybe. I don't know. But but it maybe. doesn't mean, you know, for people who are listening, I, I don't think we want to give the impression that it means that all these religions are going to go away. They don't oh, need no. to go away. In fact, no. you wouldn't want them to go away. No. Because they each carry a powerful story that yes. everyone can learn from. I mean, I, yes. I was. I'm no longer uh, a professor of religion. But when I was teaching religion, I taught world religion. And I was enth- as enthusiastic about uh, Catholicism as I was about Judaism and Hinduism and, and the rest. Because yeah. they all have something to teach. And I can right. learn from all of them. Yes. Well, well on that note, we're going to r- true and the rest are false. That's yeah. Mistake. On that note, we're going to run off to a break here. We are here with Rabbi Rami Shapiro. We're talking about Judaism without tribalism. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. We put the power in probiotics. We were the first to emphasize the importance of postbiotic metabolites in creating and maintaining the biodiversity of flora in the gut microbiome for optimal digestion, gut brain, immune, and hormonal health. Multi-year fermentation is key in producing the postbiotic metabolites that are found in exceptional probiotics like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented, resulting in over 500 postbiotic metabolites for optimum digestive and immune support. So don't rely on a simple claim that the product has 50 billion or more CFUs. That is not the hallmark of how to gauge a powerful probiotic. Instead, look for diversity. Look for fermentation. Look for postbiotics. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at fine health retailers everywhere and online. What if you could be your own healer? 
Well, you can unleash your natural healing abilities with the AIM program of energetic balancing. This exciting new spiritual technology has been featured in best-selling books like Natural Cures and in Dr. Wayne Dyer's There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. The AIM program of energetic balancing allows you to heal yourself 24 hours a day from anywhere in the world. More than 60,000 people have experienced the AIM program of energetic balancing. The novel sanctuary, The Path to Consciousness, walks you through one's journey of self-healing with this spiritual technology. To learn more about energetic self-healing, you can order The Novel Sanctuary today by calling 877-500-3622 or request a free AIM information kit. Call 877-500-3622 or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. Conscious Talk. Food for the soul is our mission for nutrition. For most of us, the New Year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut or how many protein meals you eat. The shocking truth is, it's not your fault. Science discovered that the alkalizing mineral salts our bodies need are no longer found in our food due to our depleted soils, which causes acid buildup in the body and a condition called metabolic acidosis. When you are too acidic, fat forms to protect your body. Thus, your diet actually leads to that dreaded bounce back in weight. What you need is Power pH with BioPH, the most powerful alkalizing ingredient ever developed. The amazing effect of BioPH is that it buffers and removes the acid in your body that causes you to gain weight. Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven PowerPH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. What does healing mean to you? Are you physically in pain, emotionally distraught, spiritually adrift, mentally confused, frightened, driven by thoughts of the past or future? After years of healing work on ourselves and others, Rob and I have developed energetic and vibrational methods to help you heal your body and transform your consciousness to support a new level of well-being and health. All these energetic bodies, when in balance, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental, contribute to your overall health and well-being. This timing calls for us to wake up and become who we really are, leaving behind the illusion that getting sick and old is normal. Let us help you reach a new level of health and well-being, a level of consciousness that is filled with new possibilities. If you're ready to move forward and heal the whole of you, give us a call at 360-385-1909. That's 360-385-1909. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back, folks. So happy to have you with us here today, joining us on Conscious Talk. And just reminding you, our website is ConsciousTalk.net. We stream the show live. We podcast our show. Uh, We are live on Fridays now from 7 to 8 a.m. And check out our website to get all the info that you might need. I'm Brenda Michaels. And I'm Rob Spears, and we're here with Rabbi Rami Shapiro, and we're talking about his book, Judaism Without Tribalism. And, um, you know, of course, Rabbi, as we've already discussed, you could replace Judaism with all of the major religions um, because 
they've all become tribalistic some ways and um, you know the real light of this whole situation and you know the unity consciousness that everyone talks about uh, at least you know in in our group uh, is just that universal so um, I wanted to bring up something that you you hit on earlier in another segment and it's something in your book that you call perennial wisdom. Can you define that for us or let us know exactly what that is? Yeah, perennial wisdom is the fourfold truth at the mystic heart of every religion. Mm-hmm. So if you don't look at the surface of the religion, you don't look at the official clergy, and you listen to the mystics, or you read the mystics, ancient or modern, you're going to come up with the same four truths. And like you said, I mentioned it earlier. Number one, everything is a manifesting of this one non-dual dynamic aliveness, call it God, whatever you want to call it. Number two, human beings have the capacity to awaken in, with, and as this aliveness. Number three, and that's, you know, meditation, things like that. Number three, uh, when you awake, you feel this moral call. You feel inwardly pushed toward the ideal of the golden rule and of being a blessing to all the families of the earth, human and otherwise. And the fourth point is awakening to this aliveness and uh, being a blessing together comprise the highest calling of every human being. That's perennialism. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, you know, one of the things that most of us will turn to a religion for is this is death. You know, the the great mystery out there, this whole concept of death is one of the organizing principles of, you know, all of these religions, at least one of them. So what's your take on death? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not there. Here you are. (laughs) You know, first of all, let let me say that you're right. A lot of religions are death focused and the way they deal with death is really to avoid it. Right. go to heaven so you don't really die, or even if you go to hell, you're not really dead. You get reincarnated. I mean, there's so many ways to avoid the notion that you are dead. My approach is different. My approach is before you can talk about what happens to you when you die, you have to know who you are while you're alive. Mm-hmm. My experience is that you are a part of this infinite divine reality, consciousness, you know, however you want to understand it. And when you die, you do, that doesn't change. You just become what you already are. Mm-hmm. The ego's gone, the body's gone, mm-hmm. everything that's associated with the Rami is gone. But that's just the surface. So when I teach this to little kids, I give them a piece of rope. Each kid gets a rope, and I say, let's tie a knot in the rope, and everyone does that. And we talk about the relationship between the knot and the rope. So the knot is simply the rope in a specific, you know, shape. Then I say, tie another knot in the rope. So then they do that, and we talk about the relationship between the two knots. So technically, one knot is a little bit older than the other one, mm-hmm. but no one ties the exact knot the same way. So it's a little tighter, a little looser, a little bigger, a little smaller. Then I ask them to name the knot. So when I do it, and I'll just give you my example, the older knot, I would name my dad. So his name was uh, Archie. So the older dot uh, knot is Archie, and the other knot is me. So mm-hmm. my dad is dead. So I untie the Archie knot. Well, where does he go? Mm. 
where did the knot go? The rope is still there. There's no more rope, no less rope, but the shape is gone. Can I feel loss at the death of my dad? Of course, because I loved that shape. I loved the sound of his voice and the smell of his body and everything I remember about him. I love that, and I miss that. But he really was the rope, and the rope is still there, and the rope is me as well. So there's mm. no disconnect mm. between my father and myself or myself and the universe because we're all not on this singular rope. Yeah. That, that's, that's a beautiful when you die. Yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful story, and I love how you do that for children. Um, just love that. Well, we're here with Rabbi um, Rami Shapiro. The book is Judaism Without Tribalism. We'll be right back. Do your current probiotics offer diversity? The primary goal of your probiotics is to help create and maintain a healthy gut microbiome. We often think more is better, but taking high doses of 50 or 100 billion probiotics can work against you. The most important factor is diversity, not quantity. Look for a formula that has multiple strains of probiotic flora expertly fermented to contain postbiotic metabolites, which have been shown to help digestive and immune health, gut brain function, and more. The worldwide leader in fermented postbiotic health Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, the number one probiotics in the world for direct delivery of postbiotics. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics uses a multi-year fermentation with 12 proven probiotic strains producing over 500 postbiotic metabolites. Certified vegetarian, free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Say no to quantity and yes to diversity. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics are available online and at natural health retailers nationwide. Conscious Talk. Radio that lights the way. Today, more than ever, new technology is being created to help humankind. But few address subtle energy, which is the energy of life we refer to as consciousness. A new company, Focus Life Force Energy Innovations, has created this technology and made it affordable to all of us. What makes this technology different is it can focus subtle life force energy on our property and everything within it. It can also be attached to a mobile object, such as a cell phone, so the energy goes with you. The benefit of this energy includes better sleep, an enhanced feeling of well-being, boosts natural healing ability, more joy, mitigation of electromagnetic energy, and much, much more. Oh, and hey, don't forget to apply for a 15-day free trial with no strings attached. Go to ConsciousTalk.net and click on the Conscious Partners at the top of the homepage and drop down to Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the difference Focused Life Force Energy gives you. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back. You're still with us and you are listening to Conscious Talk and it's radio that makes a difference. And today we're making a difference with a very uh, well-studied person, especially in Judaism, because he's a rabbi. And it's Rabbi Rami Shapiro. He has a wonderful book that pertains to everyone, Jew or not. It's called Judaism Without Tribalism. It's a guide to being a blessing to all the peoples of the earth. If you want to find out more about the rabbi and his work, you can go to OneRiverFoundation.org. So, uh, Rabbi, let's talk about some of the danger that might be facing Jews today. Is there danger? Oh, there's absolutely danger. 
I don't know if it's any different today than in the past. Jews have always faced danger. Uh, you know, anti-Semitism, Jew hatred, and according to statistics, uh, in the United States, uh, attacks on Jews you know, are just growing uh, exponentially. But I don't think that's the major danger. I mean, you know, if we're talking about danger, what's going to wipe out the Jewish people? I don't think anti-Semitism is the major threat. I think the really the major threat uh, is based on my idea that really Jews, if they're if you're going to call yourself Jewish, you ought to be engaged in Judaism. And I think the major threat is that Judaism becomes meaningless to people. And so there's no need to engage in it, and I'm going to go find something else. So I don't know if this is still true, but at one point uh, I was told one-third of all Unitarian Universalists have a Jewish background. Um, wow. There's a lot of Jews in Buddhism and a lot of Jews in Hinduism, and they go to these other religions because they find meaning there that they didn't find in Judaism. Now, I don't, putting Unitarianism aside, uh, but if you look at Buddhism, you look at Hinduism, I think what draws people to those traditions who aren't born into them is an opportunity for awakening, even though the two traditions are quite different, don't mean to equate them, but they both offer uh, different techniques to awaken to the greater reality of which we are a part. And I think a lot of Jewish people are interested in having that awakening, and they look at the Judaism that they're taught, and they don't see it. Now, that's not their fault. It's the fault of the rabbis and the teachers. Judaism is as rich with this kind of mystical content and methods for awakening as any other tradition. But it's not something that you're going to get in the synagogue. It's not something that's taught to a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah uh, kid. And so they don't think it's there unless they go look for it where it's more overt, like in Hinduism or in Buddhism. Mm -hmm. So I think... Uh, the biggest threat is that Judaism becomes irrelevant. And you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, where the point of Judaism is just to be Jewish. Now, if that's the whole point, it's just to make me more and more observant. It's so insular and isolating that most people aren't going to go for it. It's, I, that's not what I'm... I'm looking for some meaning in my life. It's not to become more and more observant. I want... I personally, I want God. I want that experience of the divine. Mm -hmm. And if I can't find it in Judaism, I'll, I'll go to some other tradition. Mm -hmm. So I think you need an understanding of Judaism where the point of being a Jew is to be a blessing to all the families of the earth, meaning otherwise, and to have this awakening uh, mm -hmm. that we talked about briefly in, in the, when, when we're talking about perennial wisdom. Judaism, as well as every other tradition, has a way of awakening to the divine and of engaging with other life forms that, that is beneficial to self and other. That's, if Judaism were taught that way, um, I think that our future would be secure because people would, would be drawn to it. Sure. But right. Without that, I don't, I don't think it has a lot of, um, it, doesn't have, it just doesn't attract people. Even, right, especially people who are born Jewish, and I just not given that richness. Um, I'm curious, Rabbi, what is your standing with other rabbis? Are are you known as like 
the are you an outlier? Yeah, are you so an outlier? <laughs> you know that kind of thing, or maybe in a regular family that's really bound to, you know, Christian rules or something. And if you're not, then you are the black sheep in the family. How, how do you how do you stand with other yeah, rabbis? I don't, I don't think. I mean, Judaism is a very diverse family, and so there are lots of people who think the way I do. Uh, so I don't think it's a black sheep. I mean, there are people who go, no, that's ridiculous. And they don't, they don't think I'm on the right track at all. Uh, right. And then there are others who think, oh, no, I, that, I agree with that. And, but Judaism is very diverse. So it's not an issue of, you know, do rab, you know will rabbis accept me? It's, it really isn't that way. I mean, one of the great things about Judaism is the diversity of opinion that Jews, I mean, it's part of the DNA of being Jewish, arguing about things coming up with different opinions. It really is at the heart of Jewish education, should be, used to be, at the heart of Jewish education, that you're not mm. supposed to come up with the answer that everyone's supposed to have. You're supposed to come up with your answer. Mm-hmm. And what ties us together is that we're all arguing about the same ideas. Yeah, right. God, <laughs> the Bible, yeah. you know. So, so, yeah. so the, the argument is what we have in common. The conclusions are often very diverse. Right. So, you know, I'm... I'm just in the mix like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked one of the things that you talked about in the in in your book was the the tradition of the open tent. You know, that yeah. um the, you know, Jews were really um traditionally very welcoming. And and then through various uh, uh times in history that's changed, you know, depending on the hierarchy of the religion. But I think that's so of, you know, if you listen to the uh, teachings of Jesus, too, you know, that was a very welcoming person, mm-hmm. you know, and, so that, and who was a Jew. And mm-hmm. so there was that yeah. tradition. Right. I mean, Judaism was that open tent until the early church made it a, um, a, a capital offense to let right. non-Jews in. Mm-hmm. So if you converted to Judaism, you could be killed if you were the um, rabbi that did the converting, you, you could be killed. Mm. Yeah, that was a, a way of, of Christians keeping their their hold on the market. <laughs> right. Um, and, and it's been for so many centuries now that you know, Jews don't proselytize. We were much more open about who we were and what we were teaching in the past. But eventually you learn well, it's not, not worth dying over. Right. Are, are you optimistic, Rabbi, that uh, Judaism will evolve beyond the tribalism? Uh, you know, I'm not an optimistic person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neither optimistic nor pessimistic. I mean, yeah. we just have to see what happens. I, I think there are a lot of Jewish people who are drawn to a post-tribalist, but not post-tribal. I love being a Jew, but I don't like being a Jew when being a Jew is exclusivism. Right. Tribalist thing. So there right. are lots of people who love being a Jew, and I think there are lots of people who like associating with the tribe, even if they're not formally a member of the tribe, they're getting married in or, or they, you know, some other way. Um, so I, I'm not worried about the future of, of the post-tribalist Judaism. Do I think Judaism as a whole will move in that direction? No, it's too diverse, it's too argumentative. <laughs> So we, yeah. we never put all our eggs in one basket. Yeah. Well, at least you're carrying that universal message. 
out there, which really, Rabbi, is so needed right now. The world is split. It's so fractured into all these different little groups of people that claim to know the best, that claim to be the best, that claim to know what's best for you. And somewhere along the line, we lost our ability to speak our truth with compassion and love. Yeah, and I I think, you know, one of the things that you said in your book that made it very clear, you had a great discussion um, about the difference between God with a lower G and Mm. God with a capital G. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you mentioned if your God has an army, um, then you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. yeah, watch out. Yeah, yeah. watch out. Yeah. Well, this like is... you said before, if God needs money and God has an army, then yeah. you're in trouble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the rest of in... Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, this is why, folks, we brought this book out, Judaism Without Tribalism, because it is about universality, is about getting beyond these barriers that we have set up for ourselves and everyone else. We want to thank you, Rabbi, for being with us, and we want to remind our audience to learn more about Rabbi Rami Shapiro. Go to OneRiverFoundation.org. And again, from our hearts to yours, Rabbi, thank you so very much for the work you're doing in the world. And folks, thank you. As always, have a beautiful day. We'll see all of you next time right here unconscious talk what if you could be your own healer well you can unleash your natural healing abilities with the aim program of energetic balancing this exciting new spiritual technology has been featured in best-selling books like natural cures and in dr wayne dyer's there's a spiritual solution to every problem the aim program of energetic balancing allows you to heal yourself 24 hours a day from anywhere in the world More than 60,000 people have experienced the AIM program of energetic balancing. The novel sanctuary, The Path to Consciousness, walks you through one's journey of self-healing with this spiritual technology. To learn more about energetic self-healing, you can order The Novel Sanctuary today by calling 877-500-3622 or request a free AIM information kit. Call 877-500-3622 or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. (sighs) Breathe deep, smile, and pay it forward. Conscious Talk Radio. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com.